You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Oh, welcome, 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 everybody! It is August sixteenth, two thousand and twenty-one. We are a, a day removed now from the very first week of the NFL preseason. Things are underway. A lot of players showed up. Some players did not. Today for the video, what we are doing is going over my takeaways of the week one for preseason. Now, that basically what I'm going over is either players that stood out to me uh, and a couple more just like wow things and just like observations that I made going through the games, watching some highlights, things like that. I spent a lot of time watching some football, spent a lot of time today going over highlights of things that I missed. And uh, I picked out, uh, I want to say like uh, five or six different things to talk about for you guys today. Uh, I think what I'm going to do as we roll through the preseason here, I'll do like a week one takeaways video. And then coming up on Thursday, I'll do a week two preview. I didn't get to do one this past week, obviously, while I was gone. But we'll do something similar to that again once week two wraps up as well. And we'll do that as we go through the season. And then we'll start doing more like official game picks and breakdowns and stuff once the actual season gets underway. So a lot to look forward to aside from just like top five videos and things like that. So... Starting off with the takeaways, the first thing we'll talk about, and this was probably the highlight of the weekend in my opinion, because it was, you know, a stunning performance. It was awesome. Everyone was talking about it. Uh, and, and in my opinion, not too much of a surprise because I'm very high on him. Justin Fields, man, you want to talk about lighting it up and shining on a big stage. Uh, Stat-wise, he looked good, 14 of 20, 142 yards passing with a touchdown, and then he had five rushes with 33 yards and a touchdown to boot. Um, out of all the starting rookie quarterbacks, or even just like the prospective rookie quarterbacks that want to be a starter heading into week one of the season, um, you know, I think he played the best. He did awesome in just about every situation. He had some rookie stuff here and there that you expect to see from him, a bad pass, you know, all the standard stuff. But overall, I mean, talk about lighting it up in your first opportunity to play. And for anyone who is watching this video, that's immediately going to jump to the comment section and go, whoa, 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 it's just preseason. I understand that. You don't need to say that. So stop typing it out. I know. Uh, Some notes that I made. Early on, he had a couple of throws that could have been picked. They weren't great, so things started off a little bit shaky for him. But as he went through the game, man, I mean, he really started to get comfortable, really started to look good. Once like they got down towards the end of the second quarters where things really started to pick up, it took them until the second quarter to even get a first down on offense for Chicago. But after that, I mean, he just got stronger and stronger, really good throws, really on the money, good decision-making, um, tucking the ball and running when necessary. I really liked the way Justin Fields played. And again, I understand second stringers, and that goes for everyone else I'm going to praise in this video. I understand second, third string guys, guys, I won't be on the team. You're looking at decision-making. You're looking at how they handle themselves in game action. I'm not sitting here and, you know, pounding the table that Justin Fields needs to be the week one starter. I'm just saying that in terms of, you know, hype around draft picks, Justin Fields slam dunked week one, in my opinion. Now, Another person I would like to talk about, but this guy's on the other side of the football, another first round pick, very high one as well, who I think, again, slam dunked week one. We are looking at Patrick Sertain, the second man, two pass breakups. He had a pick six on an awesome play where he jumped the curl route. I mean, 
he looks as good as advertised. He reminds me of like an aggressive Aqib Talib style of play, which I'm really excited about. Um, the, the type of play that Aqib Talib did in those like real physical corners, that's like my favorite style of cornerback play. Don't get me wrong, like Revis Island and all that stuff is great. Champ Bailey loved him as well, but I really like a good, strong physical corner. And I think Patrick Sertain is that guy. He showed really good awareness and ability to, you know, cut on the dime and come back to jump the curl because it's not like he was right on the receiver. He came back from like two or three yards out to swoop in and snag that pick. Great burst of speed and took it right to the house. I mean, talk about stellar performance. This is a guy that I expect him to either be among the three like starting corners on the roster, and he might even fight for like that number two spot on that team. There's a lot of good corner and just secondary help in Denver as a whole. But, you know, Patrick Sertain, he's as good as advertised. And that's all I really got to say about that. Hats off to Denver for going after him and picking him up. That was a really good pick. It reminds me of like the secondary that they were trying to put together and then eventually put together back when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Peyton Manning in 2015. I really like how this whole thing worked out for them. Super excited to see Patrick Sertain's growth because I really think he's going to be an impressive corner in the NFL. And I think he is going to be the best one from this draft class, in my personal opinion. Now, switching from praise, a quick question mark I want to talk about. Uh, This revolves around the number one draft pick in Trevor Lawrence. However, it doesn't have to do with him. It has to do with his offensive unit. Now, Skill position-wise, some pretty solid pieces to work with over there in Jacksonville. That offensive line is a question mark. He was getting hit. He got sacked a couple times at, at that, you know, pressured a lot. Trevor Lawrence, when he had the time, looked good. You know, he looked like the Trevor Lawrence that you all expected coming from Clemson. Um, but the biggest concern I just, I have, man, and I'm a Colts fan, so this one, like, hits home a little bit more for me, is will Jacksonville be able to really, you know, hold things down and protect him. Granted, this isn't all the starters that were blocking for him. I get that. And I even praise the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line a little bit ago because they've been around and together for so long. But at the same time, the depth behind that, I mean, these linemen are going to be playing every single down, just especially if they get in a long drive situations, players are going to have to get subbed out. If those depth guys are not good and cannot hold up or say even their starting unit doesn't end up being as good as you'd hope for, for a team that's been playing together for you know two plus years now for pretty much the entire offensive line, you know, it worries me. And again, I'm a Colts fan. So when I see stuff like this happen, you have the number one pick. We had the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck. Luck retired because of injuries. I would hate, hate, hate to see Trevor Lawrence stick around in Jacksonville and have his career completely throttled by poor offensive line play. So I really hope that what we were seeing this past week is not really like a like a microcosm of what the offensive line is going to be like. I think that, you know... I expect the offensive line to be better than what we saw, but just seeing that kind of stuff happen to Trevor Lawrence, man, it irked it irked me really deep down and it just scared me a little bit, but I do have some high hopes for their offensive line. Not that they're going to be like a top five unit, but I expect them to play well. They have a lot of chemistry and a lot of time spent playing together. I just was a little bit nervous watching that. Now, switching back to the other side of the football, I have got to shout out Joseph Ozai, man. I mean, dude, uh, the Bengals hit home being able to draft Ozai, and you'll see this picture that I have to the left here of him going after Brady for that sack. He beat Tristan Wirfs, who, you know, absolute stud second-year right tackle on a third and 10, got a big sack. It was the last play of Brady's night. You know, that big, you know, licked him right there, and coaching staff was like, all right, I think that's good for Brady for one night. 
Um, he also, on top of that, even after the sack, man, he was getting pressure on Blaine Gabbert on a few different plays. I, I was, there's actually a picture when I was looking for this picture specifically of him hunting down Blaine Gabbert on a play a little bit afterwards. But, you know, I have a feeling that Joseph Ozai is going to be a really big steal for the Bengals. This is a guy that I liked going into the pre-draft process. I didn't expect him to drop into the third round. I thought he was like a sec second round type of guy somewhere in there maybe even could have slipped into the first round if enough edge rushers were taken but this is a guy that I think is going to end up being really good for them and the fact that he was able to show up and beat a guy like Tristan Wirfs who a lot of people around the league already respect really well after the dominant first year he had you know it looks good for him he left the game with a wrist injury it doesn't sound like it's serious but as long as everything goes well and even with a wrist injury playing you know playing edge you can still get away with something like that even if it's a nagging thing throughout the year Joseph Ozai looks good. He beat a dominant right tackle during his first preseason action and kept the pressure going throughout the rest of the game. I'm excited to see him and see how he progresses. I think he was a steal for the Bengals. Can't wait to see what happens with him. Now, switching back to quarterbacks, we're going to talk a little bit about the Green Bay Packers here. So you Packers fans, Jordan Love, we all know about him. Devin Funches is a guy, though, that some people might not realize could be a massive piece to this offense. Now, from Jordan Love, we'll discuss both of them because they go hand in hand with the performances of one another. Um, I like what I saw from Jordan Love. Really solid play. I think the one thing that really stuck out to me, and I remember when coming out of the draft, he got a lot of comparisons to Patrick Mahomes because of the, like, style of play he has the backyard can do the weird types of throws when his body's angled in weird ways and still have like really good zip on the ball and I actually saw some of that in that game there was a few moments where you know he was throwing some weird angles and still zipping the ball and either making the completion or getting it close which is really good it's a really good thing uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how he looked in that aspect um, he had so strong arm looks great he had some pretty solid decision making as well really good throws really accurate didn't really put the ball in too many bad plays there was even a play uh, that I saw. I think it was, um, I have it written over here somewhere. Uh, oh, I didn't write down the quarter, but there was a play specifically where I saw him avoiding a sack by, you know, keeping his eyes downfield. He knew the guy was coming up behind him and he was scrambling to the right, was able to throw the ball away to a receiver's feet that probably would not have been able to make the catch anyways and avoid the sack. So solid decision making. And, and I really liked what I saw from him. I was actually a little bit surprised. He looked a lot better than I expected him to. And I mean, he, on top of that, then I even wrote this down in the notes as well. Another thing that I saw, he had a really awesome, and this goes to the Funches connection we'll talk about here in a second. He had a really nice deep ball that he threw to Devin Funches. It, it was incomplete and towards like, uh, I think it was like the end of the second quarter around there. Uh, you know, obviously not a completion, but it hit Funches in the hands. And I think if Funches was a little bit more ready for that, it could have been a solid completion and it would have been a really awesome highlight for him to have to get, or for them to have rather together. But I mean, him and Devin Funches just hooked up six receptions, 70 yards on Funches's aspect. Um, Funches is a guy that I think people forget about because he was gone all of last year for the most part. And he was talented prior to this, especially back in like his earlier days in his career. It's just injuries, man, just keep coming after him. And it's really unfortunate. But Funches is a guy that I really think if all goes well with him, if he can keep himself healthy and fight for like that three spot on the roster, maybe even the two, because granted Randall Cobb is there, so I'm assuming because Aaron Rodgers brought him in that he's going to get a little bit of precedent. But I have a feeling that even though Green Bay did not go after a wide receiver in the first round of the draft, which is something that I slammed the hammer on them for, 
uh, Funchess might be the answer as long as he stays healthy. He's an uber-talented guy. He just always gets hurt. He's such an exciting prospect. And if Funchess can turn into the talent that I thought he was going to be when he came into the league, maybe Rodgers isn't so mad and maybe he wants to stick around. I just was reading something earlier today that was saying, you know, he wants to, you know, or not he wants to. He was looking at last season as his last in Green Bay and really thought it was going to be. And now, you know, he has the clause in his contract that they restructured where he's allowed to seek a trade next year if he wants to. But I mean, it seems like his issue is just not having the personnel he wants around them. Obviously, there's other deep-rooted issues with the way like the team has handled past players and whatnot. But Funches is an exciting prospect that if he stays healthy can really light it up. And I think he showed that this past week, you know, it was some really good catches. Jordan Love overthrew one when he was coming across like right to left through the middle of the field, extended out, made the diving catch, like all that good stuff. He has all the intangibles and ability that I think like a, a solid number two or even just like a number three if the depth is really good on a team. But I think he could make a legitimate number two wide receiver. And maybe, maybe more. I'm not definitely not better than Devontae Adams, but you know, he could be a serious piece of this offense if all goes well for him and he stays healthy. I'm really excited to see what happens with Funches here because this past week, I think he really, you know, made a point that, hey, I'm not just the guy that sat around last year injured and I'm just not going to make the team now this year. I think that there's something in store for Funches. I'm really excited about his prospects. Now, last thing I'll talk about. And then I'll give up my final thoughts and we'll head on out of here. I'll send you off for the rest of your Mondays. Um, the rookie quarterbacks all around, I'll go ahead and say that they all they all showed up in one aspect or another. Uh, did any of them have an absolutely perfect day? No, of course not. They're rookie quarterbacks. Again, preseason contest as well. The talent they're going against, not quite what they'll be seeing if they're playing You know, week one, week two of the NFL season when it actually gets rolling and all the starters are in the lineups. But... I already mentioned Fields earlier. The dude absolutely lit it up. Shout out to him. I think he had the best day out of the top five quarterbacks that were taken in that first round. Then from there, solid showings. Trey Lance, the massive 80-yard touchdown to Trent Sherfield, who's also lighting it up over there through training camp and just you know kind of proved the point of everyone that was raving about him heading into that week one matchup that they just had. Uh, but I mean, Trey Lance looked really good. As far as like incompletions go, his stat line was not great. Five of 14. That bomb, though, was great. Uh, you know, he had some good throws, a few bad here and there, but overall, solid showing. I think that if he gets more, you know, work with the first team, it'll probably benefit him a lot more. But Jimmy Garoppolo is still the, like, supposed starter, according to San Francisco front office. So that's just something we'll have to keep an eye on, really. But very exciting stuff from Trey Lance. That huge bomb was awesome to see because it just shows off the arm strength that this kid has. Now, Trevor Lawrence... He looked good when he was able to. I mentioned this a little bit when we were talking about the Jaguars O-line, but it looked really solid. I liked the decisions he was making, really accurate. I, he, Like I said, when he had the time to throw, he literally looked like Trevor Lawrence, the one you expected to see, the first-round draft pick from Clemson, the national champion, blah, 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 blah. Uh, really good showing. Mac Jones, I thought he looked really sharp. I sat down and watched the entire Patriots game because I was um, that was what everyone wanted to do. I was out on vacation in the Cape, and everyone wanted to watch the Pats game afterwards. Uh, when we got home that night. So watched the whole game there. He looked really sharp, very good decision-making, very accurate as well. What you would expect from Mac Jones. 
Uh, you know, he and on top of that, like he lost out on a really good touchdown opportunity, and that was something that was really disappointing. He threw that really big deep yard ball. It would have been like almost 50 yards worth if it actually connected and was a catch uh, to Wilkerson over in the end zone there. Wilkerson wasn't able to hang on, regardless of the fact that was an accurate accurate throw it looked really good and um, if that's like you know a, a first string wide receiver and not a guy who's fighting for a roster spot in an actual game that's probably a touchdown right there you know so we'll have to see how things go with Mac Jones I know a lot of people especially in this area don't seem to think that Mac Jones is going to be the week one starter and they don't think Belichick will do it for him but I don't know. He just he looked really good. I, we got to see a couple more preseason games, obviously. I'm keeping an eye on that. It's really easy for me, too, because of where I live in Massachusetts. But I don't know, man. Mac Jones looked really, really good. The checks he was making at the line, you know, he was making – he just – everything that he was doing – I liked. He really controlled the offense and that like it wasn't even the like post snap stuff. The pre-snap stuff he was doing was outstanding and got me really excited about him. And then last but not least, Zach Wilson, who I think had a really good day as well. Some awesome throws. He had a couple of really good sideline throws, one specifically to Corey Davis on third down. It was I think it was like third and ten or something like that. A really good dart, put it in the corner where only Davis could catch it. First down. Uh, so, you know, shout out to the rookies, man, all five of them, those, you know, those early guys really showing off why they were picked in the first round. Because if you saw some of the guys that were taken in the later rounds, they had some good things here and there, but not quite the showing that these guys had, I would say out of everyone, Lance probably had the like least successful of the five. He did have that massive touchdown that I praised him for, but at the same time, a lot of incompletions, you know, so there's some things to look at there. But I, but overall, really solid week one showing in the preseason for these guys. Um, as for my final thoughts of week one, I thought it was really exciting to, you know, just see team action going, you know, head-to-head games. And, I, you know, I sat around all weekend just watching games. It, it was beautiful. I've missed football so much. I started the football version of my podcast literally during the championship or right after the championship weekend, was it, or before? I can't remember, but regardless... I, you know, so I have not really gotten to do this show with football going on. It's really exciting to see all this. It's exciting to see some of these high draft picks show up. I'm really excited to see how things shake out, who gets cut from teams, who really starts to show out these next couple of weeks. And again, it's preseason. It's not really indicative of what's going on, you know, in terms of like the teams and what their thought processes are, or, you know, who's really as good as what we're seeing. Cause some of these guys, you know, as a Colts fan, I'm watching, I'm watching Sam Ellinger and, uh, you know, Jacob Eason battle for a QB one spot, maybe for a few weeks. till Wentz gets back or they might not even start at all from what it sounds like, but it's exciting to see just, you know, some of the players and who's stepping above the players that they're playing against, I guess is the best way to put that. And also like the other, just like decision-making how they handle the pressure, you know, who's a guy, who's not a guy, you know, that type of stuff. So it's all really good and fun. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, what we'll do is on Thursday, I'll have a week two preview for you guys. We'll go over all the games and kind of what I'm looking at and have circled to watch as we go through the next weekend. So look forward to that. I'll probably have another video pop up this weekend as well. I do a top five of something. I don't know. I try to keep my content to be a couple different things and not just like breakdowns or just top fives. I like to have a little bit of variation. So if this news thing isn't yours, you like top fives and that stuff, you can get that stuff in as well. So Without further ado, I appreciate you all for hanging out and watching. I will catch you all this Thursday at the latest, maybe something sooner, uh, at the latest. Have a good one. See you all next time.